from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Tuesday, December 4th, 2007, day 29 of the Rider Strike. Today, the WGA and the AMPTP will return to the table to resume negotiations after the riders rejected a much-publicized and much-criticized offer from the AMPTP last week. In today's episode, we talk to B. Mark Seabrooks. The last time he came on the show was at the Labor Solidarity March and Rally that took place just before Thanksgiving. Today, we discuss how important the rider strike is to the American labor movement. Just a note before we begin... In this discussion, we touch upon the outsourcing of American jobs in sectors such as manufacturing, technical support, airline reservations, and tax preparation. Most recently, even local news reporting has been outsourced to two journalists in India. Last spring, John McPherson of the online newspaper PasadenaNow.com posted a help-wanted ad on Craigslist in India that said, We seek a newspaper journalist based in India to report on the city government and political scene of Pasadena, California, USA. The upshot was that he hired two Indian reporters, one a graduate of the journalism school of the University of California at Berkeley. For more information about this, just click on our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com. Okay, let's roll sound with B. Mark Seabrooks. We're here again with B. Mark Seabrooks. We interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. We're now into week five of the Riders. Week, five, week yeah. five. So we're just going to do a follow-up interview and uh, find out how what's going on and uh, what the issues are this week and take it from there. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. You know, uh, we're doing fine um, out here. Everybody's back is tired. Your feet are tired, but people's spirits are up, and so it, things are good. I read that last Thursday an offer came down from the AMPTP. Right. Can you comment on that? Yeah, the AMPTP, they presented an offer to our negotiating committee, to the WGA uh, committee, and apparently it was, as expected, a crappy offer. I think that we were optimistic. We were cautiously optimistic about the negotiations starting again, because we knew that these are guys that represent, you know, billion-dollar conglomerates, and and they are not just going to roll over easily. And However... I'm pretty sure that they didn't expect that they would have to negotiate with us this soon and that that we would have the impact on uh, on Hollywood that we have had. Uh, we shut down films. We've obviously shut down television shows. And it's not that we, we're proud of that. We, we don't you know relish in the ideal of, of stopping entertain, entertainment for the uh, rest of the world. For the and rest of the community. For the rest of the community. Yeah. And, and we, don't, we definitely don't take lightly the, the fact that so many other people have to, you know, have to deal with being out of work, especially during the holiday season. I mean, we know that that's difficult. It's, I mean, th- these people are our friends. They're our neighbors. You know, we, there are a lot of people that are on, on my daughter's soccer team that work in the industry, and they're not writers. And, and they're like, yeah, the holiday season is coming up, and that's hard. And we, we get that. We, totally, we get that. It also affects the fans, you know? Absolutely. Everybody. It, it affects everybody. And, but when it's all said and done, I mean, we have no choice. We have no choice. We're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our livelihood. 
And, you know, you can't just roll over and, and say, you know, I'm not going to defend myself. I'm not going to defend my art. I'm not going to defend what it is that I came out here to do, which is to take care of myself and to take care of my family doing what it is what I do, which is I am a writer. I am a writer. I write. I write for a living. And I'm not asking for a ridiculous amount of money for my work. I want something that's just reasonable so that I can take care of my family, you know, and take care of myself. And that's all we're asking for. We're not asking for anything that anybody else that has ever been on strike would ask for. So it's a difficult time, but we will get through it. And, and before, you know, you know it, this strike will be over and we can move forward and get on and get on with the business of, of, of living our lives. I'm getting some comments in my blog. Uh, Middle America doesn't seem to understand the strike. They think it's about creatives, artists, writers, right. musicians, actors. But I tell them the strike really is about labor. Absolutely. If, if writers cut a bad deal, how does this affect labor in America? It's a domino effect. We are labor. We work. We work very hard. We work very long hours. What are long hours? I've been on shows where I went in at 9.30 in the morning and I left at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, five days a week. And there have been shows where I've, I've had those hours and I've had to come in on weekends. And you do it. I mean, there have been times where I would come in the house, take a shower, and usually I would come in the house while my, my kids were leaving for school. I'd kiss them on the forehead, I'd take a shower, I'd jump in my car, and I'd go back to the lot. That would be for, you know, for... Maybe a nine-hour turnaround, if that. A nine-hour turnaround. If, I mean, I mean, there have been those shows where if the show is in trouble or if there's something wrong with the shows, you work ridiculous hours. Normally, I mean, on a good show, you're going in at 9 o'clock in the morning, you're leaving at 11.30 at night. You know, that's that's nothing unusual. You know, I mean, they're long hours. And, and, and it's not so much that it's it, that's a struggle. It's, it's the work that we've chosen to do. Mm-hmm. It's like you may go like, oh, my God, these hours are long. But we know that it's the work that we chose to do. And yeah. so, all right, fine the long hours and no problem but you don't want to work those hours and then not be able to take care of your family you don't want to work those hours and then worry about how are you going to pay your mortgage or your rent or feel like if your transmission's falling out of your car how can you repair it you know i mean it's really really basic i mean we're not talking about oh i gotta pay for my yacht you know, or I have to pay for my, you know, my summer home in Central Pez. It's not that. The vast majority of, of these guys out here are real working class guys. And a lot of them have very middle class blue collar values, you know. The vast majority of our people who come from families that are middle class family. My father was a factory worker. My mother was a custodian for the uh, uh, Louisville uh, Department of Education. You know, she, she mopped floors in, in, in high schools in Louisville. It, it's real basic. And that's why we're, we are labor. It's real basic. You just want your work to be able to sustain you. So if it's a domino effect, if you guys get if, screwed, if, how does if, this affect if, labor? If the writers of guilds get screwed, if, they, if it, what Rupert Murdoch and, and the ilk would like to do is bust our union. And if they bust our union, then they'll bust the, the actors' guild. If they bust the actors' guild, they'll bust the directors' guild. And any and every other union within this country, the, what our stronghold is, is you can't outsource entertainment. Someone in India can't write about what's going on in a high school in America. Actually, two people in India are writing for the South 
Pasadena. It's an online newspaper because now disruptive technologies have hit newspapers now. People are getting their news from the internet rather than in print. So some guy hired two journalists who were trained at UC Berkeley to cover the South Pasadena City Council. So what they do is they watch it on the internet and then they write about it and then it comes in the paper the next day. Now you can outsource something like that, but you can't outsource American humor. You can't outsource American humor. You can, and you don't want to. Look, this is America. Everybody in America has to work. These are our jobs, plain and simple. You can't sustain an economy, you can't sustain a community if the populace in the community is not able to work, is not able to sustain itself. That's that's the most basic. It's just it's just common sense, you know. And and so that's what we're here fighting for. We're here fighting for a fair wage. I mean, it's 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 baby simple, you know. My kids get it. Yeah. You know, my kids get it. And and again, people in the Midwest and, and across America, it's we're really if you were in our situation, I guarantee you you would be here too you you would get it you would get that whatever whatever the amptp tries to portray us as you know we're just average people just trying to take care of our family and take care of ourselves and the last question um i understand the wga and the amptp are coming back to the table tomorrow yes. what are your hopes <sighs> my hopes is that the amptp steps to the table and not play any games but they're really there to negotiate. Because I know that the Writers Guild is really there to negotiate. The writers want to go back to work. And my hopes are is that the AMPTP are really there to negotiate as well. And if they are really there to negotiate, then we can get some movement and we can get this solved and we can all go back to work. You know, and that's my hope. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Writer's Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com.